Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Girl Next Door. Thank you so much for joining me again. I appreciate you all. I really do love it when you um, share this with other people and it really helps when you do that and subscribe and leave a rating and blah, blah, blah. So thank you to all of those of you who keep doing that. I am really excited again. I have got my friend Letitia Shelton back. Hello again. Hello, Renee. Hello, hello. Um, Guys, you have got to go back and listen if you missed it to last Wednesday. Today's episode where Alicia, Alicia, I was going to call you Alicia, Letitia, <laughs> who is the, um, she's incredible. We gave her a big intro last week, um, but she's the author of this incredible series of books called um, The Little Handbook of Disruptive Women. Um, and there's a whole series. You've got to get your hand on it, um, on them, but go back to last week's um, podcast to listen to all of the amazing stories. But I'm really fascinated by today's conversation. One topic I have never done on the podcast before is uh, anything to do with pornography. And Letitia um, caught my eye on on this because it's actually how we first met, which we also shared Mm -hmm. last week. So maybe we'll start there. Um, Let's just retell that story for those that haven't listened. But we met because... Yes, I um, ventured out to cycle from Darwin to Broome, two and a half thousand k's. How long would that take, by the way, normally? Look, it was um, about three weeks, but we had a few rest days in there. Yeah. Um, And I'll say I only got halfway there due to COVID and didn't get across the WA border. Yeah, um, Yeah, the two cases that were uh floating around. (laughs) Exactly. We're going to catch you out (laughs) in the Nullarbor. (laughs) I know. In the middle of nowhere. Uh, so I had to do a lot of training uh, to get myself fit for that and uh, always love good podcasts and found yours and so you were my training buddy. Thank you. But like I said last week, I didn't lose any kilos. <laughs> don't know what. <laughs> well, I did. So thank you. <laughs> do you have a bike at home that you train as in like like a, um, not one that you ride out on the yeah, street? No, like a, no. I hate that. Oh, no, you hate Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be out in the elements with the wind and the rain and the, yes. the um, magpies. Do you, have you been swooped? Oh, you have <laughs> all the time. Are you one of these people that rides no, around with the no, pokes? Stoke? No, you don't have the sticks no. sticking up. Okay, good. I you can be try my friend. And grab them with my hand. And are um, you serious? No. Oh. I wish I could, but um, anyway. they can do some damage. Yeah, no, they're fierce. Do, do they try and knock you off your bike, or they're not? They're just going for your head. Oh, look, they just want to hit your helmet or peck my neck. This one, one. But I oh. just try and wear a headband that covers my ears so that yeah. they get pecked off. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Okay, so anyway, back to the real topic. That's so funny. <laughs> the reason that you were doing that was to raise money. This is probably how I first, well, how I first knew about you, met you, um, because we started chatting on social media. But you were trying to raise money because you have got a goal. Talk to us about that goal. Yes. Uh, I found a great little book called How to Talk to Your Kids About Porn. Uh, the average age of exposure for our kids seeing porn is age 8 to 11. Yeah. Uh, so it's yep. so early. And even mm. though some of our schools in Toowoomba are doing a great job mm. at um, educating around porn, that's too late by year nine when Johnny yes. hears. Um, but parents don't know how to talk or don't want to or it's porn's a part of their life. So, um, yep. you know, there's many reasons why we don't help our kids. So I wanted to get this book, How to Talk to Your Kids About Porn, uh, mm. into 
um, at least 30,000 homes, which is the majority of homes across our city. And in yeah. order to do that, I needed $200,000. Okay. So we were talking about last week, the disruptive woman that decided to get the hot air balloon to distribute her flyers. <laughs> you are very, um, I call you entrepreneurial. You've got a real gift there. So you decided... I'm not going to wait for some government grants or for some the money to land in my lap. You decided you would raise two hundred thousand dollars, and that's why you decided to fundraise by bike riding. Yeah, which you got interrupted because of COVID. But yeah. tell us how much you still have raised. Yes, I mean when I set out to do this, two hundred thousand is a lot, and I yeah. thought if this if I can do this in the next five years, um, you know, and get right. the books out, and we just drip feed our city, that's great. Yep. Um, but so far, we've raised almost $94,000, which is just phenomenal. Almost um, half in a couple of months. Yeah, definitely. And can I tell you, it's been hundreds of people have donated. We've had one or two businesses give larger sums, but yep. seriously, about 70000 has just been $50, yeah. 200 by many, because porn touches so many lives. It's ruined marriages, families, children, and people send me their stories, um, Yep. I get a lot of inboxes. Yeah, talk story. to us about that because we don't really talk about porn. We tend to no. associate it with teenage boys maybe, mm. you know, or I don't know. In church world, we certainly don't talk mm. really that no. much about it. Talk to us about some of those stories and what mo- what motivated you to first do this, by the way. Yes. Maybe it, we'll start there. It really came out of uh, working with teenage girls in our city for many years mm. and uh, hearing their stories of rape and abuse and also sitting on domestic violence committees. Um, And I became aware that 88% of porn is violence against women. So we're not looking at... I did not know that. mm, We're not looking at your Playboy centrefold of um, breasts anymore. It's film prostitution. It's... um, multiple partners and we didn't give a, a warning before we, we started a warning. out. Warning. I'll add a warning at the start. <laughs> yes. Guys, trigger warning, oh, no. uh, R-rated warning. Yes. I'll go back and add a little beginning to the beginning. <laughs> that's that's good. But, yeah, uh, what what is being produced now is um, absolutely violent. Choking is huge um, in this. And so, um, wow. you know, to have a conversation in this nation to end violence against women, which we have are doing, right. but, but not to add in porn as a major fueler of this is so inconsistent and we're never going to end DV without dealing with the root of what is fueling, um, you know, to think. I didn't know that. I feel sorry. I feel really dumb that I've not connected the dots between porn and domestic violence. Mm. No, that's okay. Yeah, if you don't live in that world, um, you don't know. And, and that's why I started this campaign was to really raise awareness of, hey, this mm. is... Um, we, we think porn is something you can do uh, in your privacy or whatever, um, but it's it's ruining. We're, we're currently raising the next generation of women beaters, um, you know, of, of violent men because of um, yep. what porn, yep. how it changes your brain, your mm. brain cells, it rewires. Mm. Uh, there's just so much amazing mm. data and stories out there. Because mm. I think um, alcohol tends to get blamed a lot. Mm. And people are happy to talk about the alcohol connection to domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about a porn connection. Mm. No, no, because people like their porn. Yeah. Um, they really do. Uh, and it's not to say that everyone who watches porn will go out and um, be... Yeah, no. But again, it's it's certainly there's so much uh, research now on just how it's fueling um, the objectification of yeah. women. And the problem with porn is women in it look like they're enjoying it. So girls yeah. are watching it. One in three visitors to porn sites are girls. Really? One in three visitors. So they're watching and thinking, oh, 
she looks happy, this is what you're meant to do. Yeah. And this is our number one sex educator and it's yeah. teaching boys that women are objects. I can pull her hair, I can choke her and the girl's just got to submit and enjoy it. That's just crazy. Now, you this all rolls off your tongue very easily. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, R-rated, whoa. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, but you... you you're um you've been so involved with seeing the the back end of of the impact that this is having on girls mm. and on women mm. and that's why you started this goal which is people thought you were crazy right like free the city mm. from porn not like let's get the numbers down a little bit let's raise awareness no let's eradicate it just in my city of Toowoomba Look, it's a bit like the anti-smoking campaign, mm. um, which I've heard you address. You know, 50 mm. years ago, doctors used to smoke. We yeah. had You had a smoking section and a non-smoking section on the planes, yeah. <laughs> which still baffles my mind. Uh, everyone, it was cool. But in, mm. uh, in one generation, our government's done a great job at helping yep. us understand that if you smoke, um, your lungs will ring out this black. <laughs> We've all seen those yeah. ads. Oh, the black tar. Uh, and I wish I have... I wish I had the money that the government had, but I at least want to um, help educate my city, which I'm responsible for, mm. um, that if you're going to watch porn, this is what it's going to do. I know I can't ban it, but it's going to, um, you know, you're going to have big mental health issues, uh, yep. relationship issues, yep. um, dis- just dysfunctional issues galore um, yeah. out there. Yeah. So, um, and what kind of backlash have you got? Um, I heard you say yesterday that when you go to the shop, you don't know if you're going to get hit or hugged because <laughs> you're known for being the anti-porn you know, anti woman in Toowoomba and mm. beyond. I am. I mean, the great thing is I um, had done 20 years and still am doing 20 years of great community work. So yes. the community also sees me yes. doing a lot of great stuff. Other stuff as well. So I've built up quite good credibility. Um Across churches, but without obviously our mayor has really gotten on board with this as well. You know, the head of our hospital, police, school principals. So, you know, most um, normal people really respect what I'm doing. But um, there's mm. certainly a group out there who have started all sorts of Facebook hate groups. Someone started a Facebook group called A City Free From Corn, <laughs> which is hilarious. Well, that's, that's funny. Because um, we do, every year we do a big event or rally, so other Facebook groups start about how they're going to storm the rally naked and all of this. So that's how I've had to get the police on board because you've just got to uh, take all this seriously in yeah. case they do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, yeah. as I said to you yesterday, I get worried when we're not getting um, abused. When it's right. all silent, you're like, what's is something being formed behind the scenes that I don't know about? <laughs> what's going on? Yes. What's about to come at me? Um, and so all sorts of community places get you to come and speak. So you were telling me yesterday about a, um, was it a hospital? It was mm. healthcare workers? Our, our um, director of our local hospital here had me speak to her team a few weeks ago, again, on the link between porn and domestic yes, yeah. violence. Um, yes, we do stuff in schools and in churches and wherever. Mm. And and she was even saying like you all of the workers that you were speaking to they they hadn't realized the connection or I, I think she herself was a bit surprised um yeah. you know some of the people more on the ground especially in the sexual health unit um yeah. could could certainly see. I think it just helps put all the um pennies joins the yes, dot joins the dot of what's going on in society. Mhm. So this root, one of the root causes we're not talking about. Yeah. And so we're talking about ending domestic violence, but that's not going to happen without 
um, addressing the whole pornography issue. Um, Let's get back to this. I'm fascinated at, and I think I need to do a parenting podcast on this. Mm. Why on earth are 11, 8 to 11-year-olds seeing stuff? Like, where is this coming at them? Yeah. Uh, Porn is predatory. So it's not like they're necessarily sitting there Googling, although they might if they've heard it at school and and no one's talked to them. You know, when we're silent, the enemy fills the gap. Um, But porn is predatory, and I was speaking at a conference in Washington, D.C. a few years ago, and the speaker before me talked about the software that the porn industry uses to get porn in front of our kids. It's the same software that the American Army used to track down Osama bin Laden. Oh, really? Yes, it's it's high level. I mean, the porn industry is a $150 billion industry. So these aren't just a, a group of, you know, the mafia down some alleyway. These are top men in business suits, um, you know, who are um, plotting the destruction of children. And the earlier they can get them, the better. And they know they've gotten boys and that's why they're going so hard after girls as well. Um, And there's a whole lot of stuff out there on that now. So uh, it's predatory. Yeah. Um, And, yep. So our kids are stumbling across it innocently because they've all got access to the world's largest porn Yep, uh, on their we're phone. picking up our phones. Yeah, right sorry, now. you can't yeah. see me, but um, we're holding yeah. our phones. And if you give your kid a phone and haven't talked to them about porn, um, that's <laughs> yeah. Even um, doing homework on computers, mm. we always got our kids to. Uh, well, I sent them to a school, a high school that minimised computers on mm. purpose. Yeah. Um, and so it's uh, and it's not a Christian school, mm. but they hardly do any googling. The principal, mm. who's no longer there, sadly, and the new principal's a bit so so, but. Um, his thing was, if you can Google an answer, then I don't want you on it because I want you to think for yourself. It's probably Mm. where I got a lot of my critical thinking, um, you know, thoughts from, um, because he wanted to have a school where you could ask students questions where it couldn't be Googled. Mm. And so there was minimum computer stuff, but parents need to put their kids, if they're going to be on the computer, it should be in a um, in a pub, you know, in the kitchen, in in the dining room, in the lounge room, never in a bedroom where they can't mm. be seen, mm. and warn them. Mm. I would warn my kids because my kids every now and then would have something pop up. Absolutely. I mean, the difference, you know, uh, another pastor in the town who was working with me on this um, before he moved away. Uh, he had a nine-year-old son, and so he talked to his kid about porn and, and in age-appropriate ways. Yeah, and yeah. you're going to see this. You're yes. Gonna, and what when you do. You know, run away from it and come and tell daddy it's okay. Uh, And that next week he went to school and a friend showed him porn. And so the son just said, I know what that is. I don't want to see it. And went home and told his dad. Um, And that's powerful because what's happened for the last 50 years is our Christian kids have found it accidentally. They're not talking about it. It it triggers something in them because it feels good. (laughs) Yeah. But brings shame, but they don't dare speak about it. Yeah. and have, you know, we don't create an environment in our families where you can talk about it without being in trouble. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like many other issues. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point, teaching children. It's not a matter of if, it's when. When. When you're going to see it. Mm-hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about this story on how on earth you got a phone call from the assistant to the president <laughs> of France. Mm. So it was year one, uh, I think 2016, when myself and the mayor, we, we did a big rally outside town hall and um, we, we just gathered for an hour and a few hundred people turned up and, and people shared their stories of the harms of porn on their life. 
Uh, anyway, that got huge media attention, just huge. Um, in fact, the media were reporting that we we were already a city free from porn. It was hilarious. The, oh, they got um, <laughs> they got the slogan wrong. <laughs> yeah. They thought you'd achieved uh, it. And so I was doing interviews all over the world, and um, and then I got an email from a woman in France, and she said, oh, "We've seen what you're doing. You know, um, this had just gone viral, basically." Mm. And she said, "I'd love to talk to you." And I gave her my phone number, mm. and she rang me in the middle of the night. Um, didn't quite get the time variation sorted. You had to Google who the Fran- yeah, French president well, she, was. She said, "I'm calling on behalf of the France, uh, the president of France," and I was quickly googling. Uh, and she said, we've seen what you're doing and, and we love it. And the president knows that Fran- um, porn is destroying our country. Can you come over and help? Wow. And this had come at a time where I just launched out and I tend to do that. Um, and then I, and I was like thinking, God, what have I started? You know, I made such a big scene in my city and now the world. Yeah. Um, and this lady said, come over and help, but we're about to have elections. Uh, she said, I'll be in contact with you after elections. And unfortunately, he never got back in. Mm. But I just felt like God said to me at that time, you want a city free from porn? Well, I want nations free. Yes. And it's funny how you think you've got this huge vision, but God's actually he's, yeah. he's thinking yeah. nations. Yeah. Um, and so it was a real encouragement to me to just keep going despite all the abuse yeah. I was getting at that point. Yeah. And a shame that that president didn't get in. A shame, And yeah. look where France is at now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. They're in the news all the time. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell us any stories? Mm. I had a, um, and again, a big argument I get out there from our city is that me and my partner watch porn and it doesn't harm us. Mm. You know, it's really empowering and you'll get that. Mm. So again, a couple of years ago, I got a Facebook message from a lady, a young woman in our city who I knew I'd seen her at some church events. She said, Letitia, I need to have coffee with you. And I love coffee. So we we met up and um, she said, I need to tell you, I used to be a porn star. Wow. And and I was shocked because, you know, I'd just seen her at church. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But I was kind of excited too because I'm like, oh, great, I've got a story, you know, yeah. here's somebody with a story and you're always looking for those people to share. Mm. And she said, I just need to tell you uh, my story. She, she grew up in a broken home and, and was sexually abused by the babysitter, I think it was. So mm. the sex industry always goes after the vulnerable. Mm. But her dream in life was just to be a nurse. All mm. she wanted to do was be a nurse and she made it into a hospital and got stopped one day on in the corridors by a man who just said, you're really pretty, would you like to do some modeling and oh. uh, she thought great I'd love to and uh, what started out as just normal modeling uh, she said every day you'd go and something else was written into the contract or the script you know and you right. were taking clothes off and she said before I knew it I was in Amsterdam and um, LA as a full-on porn star really um, and she said because of the violent nature of of what they were asking you to do you, no one in their right mind can do it you know yeah um, and so I had to start taking drugs just to be able to get through the shoots. And then she had to start stealing to get the money uh, yeah. to buy the drugs. And then she got caught by police and now has a criminal record. And wow. that's the end of her nursing and then spent years in rehab here in our city. Oh, and she can't nurse anymore. No, but, um, mm. but you know, that's a power. When people say, oh, it doesn't harm us. And I say, well, let me just tell you about my friend. Yeah. Uh, and... Many countless yep. other ex-porn stars that I know yeah. that I meet at conferences. Um, so it's damaging. Yeah. And yeah, they think it's not harming them, but they're not thinking about the person behind the screen Absolutely. that they're watching. Yeah. That's it. That's a, another. People ask, why do I fight against this? And again, it's it's a human dignity um, issue, isn't it? Yeah. That, that um, 
women are um, valuable, but so are the men. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, yes. our boys are innocent victims in a yep. world yep. that's gone crazy. Yeah, yeah. That is that is so sad. Mm. We had, yeah, I've had some people um, over the years, We a girl that I knew that um, was the child of a, um, a parents who owned like a porn company mm. um, on the Gold Coast, mm. one of the mm. biggest quite a well-known, you know, company. And um, she was really messed up, mm. really, really messed yeah. up. I can't imagine being a child growing up in that industry. Mm. So so tell us about this book because it's probably something that would be good for everyone to get their hands on. It's an American book? It is. It does come yeah. out of the US, but, um, look, it's very applicable. Oh, you've got to, it here too. Oh, there we yes, are. Yes, um, which no one can see. But, no, um, and it's not a very thick book. It looks thin, really practical. And it's got pictures. Um, yeah. Good pictures. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just, just need to, to specify. But again, um, it it just says, well, I love this quote, no parent can child-proof the world, but a parent's job is to world-proof the child. Yes. Um, and so we've got a speaker. But it just gives an overview of what is porn, what's it doing, how to have the conversations, what mm. to do if your kid is already, you know, you find out mm. they've already been addicted or watching it for years. Yeah. Uh, what are the signs? Um, and so it's just really simple. Again, you can get that from our citywomen.com.au. Yeah. Uh, website um, but don't just get it for yourself uh, think about your street or your city or you yeah. know um, yeah uh, I got interviewed by a local radio station a few months ago and they said so you must be doing this um, because you're a mother and I said right. well, no I'm not I'm single yeah. never married no kids uh, yeah. but the children of our city are my responsibility. That's They're great. part of my responsibility. Yes. Um, and I want to make sure that they've at least been given a choice. Um, yes. And they know the harms that pornography yep. is doing yep. to them. And what about um, adults that have been addicted mm. to porn? Like where do they go? Mm. What do they do? You were talking about how it changes your brain and, mm. you know, how do you come back from that? Mm. The good thing is the brain is really remoldable. Yes. So um, that's really good news. And, again, I've talked to a lot of um, brain specialists about this. Yeah. So we have another website called cityfree.org.au, yep. um, which is all about our campaign. And you'll go on there and you will um, see our mayor and, and local people speaking up. But I've also got a section where uh, we have called a bunch of counsellors and psychologists yeah. in our city and said, do you address the issue of porn? And the ones that said yes, we put their number up there. So there's help. Great. Uh, there's a Sexaholics Anonymous group in our city um, yeah. as well. Um, some churches do run different um, groups, you know, for Christians on this. Uh, there's a whole bunch of resources. So, look, we still need a lot more, um, a lot more, but at least, mm. you know, we're, we're able to direct people in mm. our city to something. Mm. I was writing down everything you were saying, by the way. <laughs> Surely look at me going, is no, she no. zoning out? No. I'm writing it down yeah. because that's um, – and I need to start putting some of these links in my, in the notes mm. at the bottom of the podcast, but cityfree.org. .au. Oh, .au. Yeah, yes. Okay, that's what I missed, .au. Yes. No, Guys, write that one down. And there, so there's a bunch of resources on there that people could access. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are. Yeah. And I think having having the conversation, that's probably where you're good. You're just game to have that conversation and just talk about it and to put yourself out there enough that you're not sure whether you're going to get hit or hugged <laughs> when you go into a shop. Mm -hmm. um, and how else has this gotten out into other places beyond Toowoomba other than the French president? <laughs> yes. Uh, we have had um, a group in Colorado, USA. They um, Americans 
They've always got to go bigger and better, so they've started Colorado <laughs> free from porn, like the whole state, but um, right. I'm not, not sure how they're going. Before COVID, I was working with two cities in New Zealand, so with their mayors, um, but again, that's kind of all on halt, yeah. um, but they were certainly keen. We launched Fiji free from porn last January. Oh, right, this right is before, massive. Yeah. Uh, Fiji rate fourth highest in the world for Googling porn. Really? Um, fourth highest in the world. Um, because their internet, they, I mean, I go to Alice Springs and I can hardly get internet coverage. You yep. go to the islands of Fiji, there's, in, wherever there's internet, there's porn. Yes. <laughs> uh, porn has driven the development of our internet. Um, yeah. All our technology has been driven by porn. Um, so I used to live in Fiji, went to school there when I was 15. So some of my mm. classmates now are members of parliament. So mm. we have launched Fiji Free From Porn, again, just in a culture that doesn't talk about this and they have huge abuse issues. You were telling me that. Huge abuse issues. So, 63% um, of them go to church, right? Yeah. But yeah. 70... 72% of women in relationships um, experience some form of violence. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a big, big... It's it's all wrapped up in culture and, um, yeah. yeah, a lot of yeah. issues there. You Sometimes you buy your wife... So yep. she's your property. Um, yep. So there's a lot of issues going there. So and and the women were saying to me, "Well, this is just cultural." And I said, "No, we live by the kingdom of God, yes. <laughs> by the culture of Fiji. Yes, and we've got to speak up. Yeah, yeah. Let's celebrate the good parts of your culture. Um, yeah. But when it's covering up um, evil and injustice, yep. we've got to call it out. Yeah. How do you get in contact with these like mayors in New Zealand? Are they reaching out to you or are you reaching out to them? Uh, yeah, again, I, I do a lot of travelling. So it's generally when I go to a city. Right. Um, Relationships. I, yeah, it's who you know and I'm connecting with Christians who are already involved in their city and they know my story and what I'm doing. So, yeah. Um, but then out of the blue, um, a few months ago, a, a city councillor from Bondi just called me and um, he'd heard about what we were doing and um, he big passion he's a guy but big passion to help abuse women and wow. so um but then they went into lockdown for months so yeah, uh, yeah see this is crazy that that mm. like the the help goes down mm-hmm. but the incidences of porn Absolutely. interaction would have gone way up during covid well when covid first hit Pornhub, which is the world's number one uh, porn website actually was giving out free um, premium um access to all to of italy um, I so I think they were the first to go into hard lockdowns, and so Pornhub were just just you know disseminating having a field day, <laughs> having a field day. Um, so yeah, no, look, they're on the ball. Yeah, <laughs> they are on the ball, yeah. and um, the church is somewhere out there. <laughs> it's following behind <laughs> really far. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's because um, maybe people feel like in church world, I, well, I shouldn't have this issue, so I can't talk mm. about it or admit it, and. Yeah. Uh, look, and I preached early on in my church, if we want a city free from porn, we need a church free from shame. And um, mm. we've, we've just got to all go. I mean, most mm. people have struggled or they've got stories because mm. I get them. So let's mm. just talk more about it. Mm. <laughs> get out into the open rather than thinking I'm the only one. And the amount of young women that were coming to me in Chris, uh, from churches yes. just telling me their stories was huge because yeah. they felt so isolated because... If it is mentioned in church, it's the guy's problem. Yes. <laughs> so then they're, yes. you know, got real issues. But um, yeah. women struggle with this. Yep. 
Yeah, so increasingly badly. so. Mm-hmm. I've watched that over the years mm-hmm. increase that women struggle. Um, probably not as high to a high degree as the men, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a, becoming a huge issue. Mm. Yeah, we get more entwined in storylines, porn with storylines, um, yeah. and we want to be the woman, and so right. it, it actually affects us worse because it gets men can just watch it and switch it yep. off, but it gets into our heart, emotions. And our emotions. Yes, so it's very dangerous. Yeah. So um, can we still contribute to sure. your fundraiser, mm. even though you put off the ride, but you are going to continue mm-hmm. it? How can we do that for anyone that wants to support you? Yes, that's on our cityfree.org.au. That's uh, on that one. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will make sure that we put that in the um, podcast notes. So city, what was it again? Yeah. Cityfree. Cityfree.org.au. Cityfree.org.au. Okay. Left the word porn out of that website. <laughs> You probably get a lot more hits on it if you put the yeah, word porn in. <laughs> I know, but uh, it gets blocked at a lot oh, of places too. Yep, yep, which... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thank you for joining me mm. for a second time and thank you for having me here in oh, Toowoomba. My pleasure. We've Come had... back, please. I will. Yeah. I think I need a different car to get up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> my Ride car? your bike. Oh, my days. <laughs> I, would... I was actually thinking, how would I go if I walked up this big hill? It's not a hill, it's a mountain, guys, getting up to Toowoomba. And I kept thinking when I knew the hill was coming, the mountain, and I thought, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> and then the next thing, my poor little car, I was talking to him. Come on, Bestie, come on up the hill. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. It's an automatic. She was struggling. Yeah. No, Need a new car, it's... Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Oh, thanks, Letitia. It's been a pleasure. Everyone, thank you for joining us. And don't forget all of those links if you would like to know more. Otherwise, come and chat with me on social media or contact Letitia yourself. As I said, if you go to girlnextdoor.podcast, I'm following her there. So just have a look at my followers and you'll be able to connect with Letitia. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week or at the end of the week, whatever day it is. Thanks. Bye.